Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM, WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in through online affiliates around the world, those who are joining the podcast, we appreciate you all being with us as well. You all know we're all about creativity and dreams around here, but sometimes, especially when it comes to kids, maybe we may see them headed in the direction that we may not have expected, and we wonder what we can do to help, if anything. Our next guest is definitely someone who knows about this topic. We're excited to welcome Dr. Ellen Broughton to our program today. Dr. Broughton's new book is a really fascinating read. It's called Bright Kids Who Couldn't Care Less, How to Rekindle Your Child's Motivation. What I love about this book by Dr. Broughton is it not only lets us be able to really think about the kids in our lives, but also what their goals are, how they may match with ours or not, and also what we can do to be able to be a guiding force for them and motivation for them as well. If you guys are just now finding out about the book, we'll remind you he can get your own copy of it. Dr. Brighton, really appreciate the time. Thank you again for stopping by. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is an important topic, and Dr. Broughton, I should say to you, my radio audience here in Mississippi knows I don't have children of my own, but I do work a lot with our school system here throughout the state. And I love this book because I think, well, there's two words that really stood out to me as I was reading it. One, of course, is mindset, and we'll get into that. But also, mm. I think goals, and I think, it, and that has to be split between what the child's goals are and what parents and guardians' goals may be as well, and kind of finding how and if they align. What has this conversation been like for you, Dr. Broughton, in your work to talk about how it's not that the kids are not bright, but also what may be leading them in the direction that they want to go in? Right. I think one of the things that we've gotten away from is uh, that growth mindset that you talked about. We've gotten away from thinking about what is it that makes kids themselves motivated, and we've gotten away from the the sort of like child-driven sorts of activities. So we've filled kids' lives with lots of activities, and that actually has, I think, decrease kids' motivation in a lot of ways when we don't have time to figure out what is it that we desire and what is it that we love doing, and we don't have the space to do that because it takes time to figure that out. We find that kids are overstressed, overworked, and not happy with what they're doing, and the way kids show that is by looking very unmotivated. Yeah, and I love that you address this, especially in the chapter, Pleasure, What Does Your Child Enjoy? It's such a great point you bring up because I think a lot of times, and it's interesting, my best friend, uh, Dr. Bryden, who does have two two daughters, and he tells me sometimes about the things that they're doing, and I think, my goodness, it's like they have a job <laughs> because they're going from oh. this practice to this. And, and I'm like, wow, that is a lot. Do you think that's one of the things that parents and guardians don't always consider how much your child is trying to pack in their day outside of their schooling and everything else. Oh, absolutely. We don't think about that at all. Our kids are busier than we are in many ways, mm. and we just put more pressure on them. And, and yes, I definitely think that's an issue. And when we're busy, oftentimes we're busy with things. You brought up the concept of pleasure. And when we're busy, it usually isn't doing things that give us pleasure. Um, yeah. And so... I, I do think this is a big 
aspect of our lives, the busier we are, the less we find we're doing things that are just, you know, yeah, those things that are giving us pleasure. And I even find that parents are uncomfortable having that conversation with their children. I've asked parents before who are, you know, have kids that are very unmotivated, and one of the things I'll say is, well, have you talked to them about what brings them pleasure, or what would they do if they if they could do whatever they wanted to do? And parents would have said to me, oh, I'm worried about what he would say. And so it, that I think in our culture, pleasure is, is sort of a dirty word in a way. Busyness is good, but enjoyment is is a, a little bit hard for some of us who are upwardly mobile or want our kids to do better than we did. It's tough for us. And Dr. Broughton, that brings up another point that you bring up in the book that I think if if, if parents are or honest with themselves, they would start kind of putting the dots together. And that's why I think this book is so interesting, the title being Bright Kids Who Couldn't Care Less. And I think kind of turning the mirror on us and saying, okay, but what are we doing to contribute to it or are we helping to it or making it worse? Because you mentioned, of course, the increase in depression and anxiety for children, which is something that you would not want for yourself, definitely not for your children. What has that connection been like for you to kind of discuss with parents in particular, Dr. Broughton, about how you know, if we're not careful, how we can be making things a lot worse for them ourselves, and that's what contributing to what seems like then them not caring about other things? Yeah, anxiety, rates of anxiety and depression are growing. And I do think that one of the ways kids show that they're on that path towards a more significant mental health challenge is by looking like they couldn't care less. And so if you're a parent of a child who seems to be lacking motivation, it's a big red flag that things might not be going heading in the right direction. One of the things that I find with parents is that, you know, we can't, I don't want to blame parents for the situation that we're in at all. We, we've all contributed, society, all sorts of things like social media have contributed to kids' increased risk of depression and anxiety. But also, we are putting a lot more pressure on them. And we're also living in a world where there's a lot of extrinsic rewards given. You get a lot of things, you know, rewards outside of yourself that tell you whether or not you're doing a good job. By rewards, I don't just mean the award at the end of the school year, but also the likes on your Instagram feed, the, those, those sorts of things, too. It's all extrinsic. And a lot of what we are missing is that intrinsic kind of motivation. I'm doing something because I'm doing something for that makes me happy or also doing something that makes somebody else happy that is bringing joy to someone else. We don't, we've kind of lost that a bit. And I think that's in part the cause of some of what we're seeing in terms of kids feeling like they lack a purpose or they're anxious about the world that they're living in or they're feeling increased symptoms of depression. Yeah. Dr. Broughton, I think there's another thing that you mentioned in the book, and I alluded to it earlier, and that is um, when it comes to exactly what the expectation is. You have this chapter, your expectations can get in the way, and I thought about that with the title that bright kids who couldn't care less and the question becoming, could it be that they don't care less about the things that you think are important rather than what may be important to them? 
I want to talk about expectation because this is always a balancing act, I feel like, for all of us, is that, you know, especially as a young person, well, actually, I was simple, Dr. Bryden. I wanted to be a writer and an author. I got to be those things as an adult. Oh, <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, for, you know, yeah, for, for those kids who want to be Superman and a police officer, it may not always work out <laughs> for them to be right, to right. do that. Yeah, but talk to us about that, the, the being realistic when it comes to knowing what our child's goals are and what they want uh, based on what we can actually help them with and what we want for them. So you bring up an extraordinarily important point. I think this is a big issue with unmotivated kids. Either parents have too high expectations or after the child is shown like they're, they're having difficulties or they're depressed and anxiety, parents' expectations are too low. And what you want to do is you want to love the child you have in front of you, not the child you wish you had. Or So those expectations are extremely important. And we realize as parents, and I, I put this in the book, that when I was pregnant with my daughter, my first child, I just thought she could do anything. There was nothing she could do that wouldn't, wouldn't disappoint me. And then you realize as you have a child that, oh my gosh, there are so many ways they can disappoint you. And you have to be aware of that as a parent that they're, you know, they might say, well, you know, I, I don't want to be the artist. I don't want to be um, the doctor. I want to do this. And, you know, in your family, it sounds fantastic that, uh, you know, you're, I'm assuming, but maybe I'm wrong, that your family was supportive of your desire yeah. to be a writer. But right. in lots of families, that's not something that's that's desired. Um, on the other hand, I see other families who, you know, we're a creative sort of family, so we don't want you to go into engineering. It's really interesting how our desires merge with our kids, and that's not a good thing. We have to sort of think like, you know, what kind of expectations do I have for my child what were they like when he was born? What kind of expectations do I have? And I find that it's really important for parents to have those sorts of discussions with themselves and also with their kids. And it's okay to say to your child, you know, I, I always dreamed of you being going to medical school, and but that's my dream. That wasn't your dream. And I don't want yeah. you to feel like I'm putting that pressure on you. It can be a real game changer for a child who feels that internal pressure to, to please a parent. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's a real pressure and sometimes it's just, um, you know, one that when a parent explores it isn't as important as they thought it was. Yeah. Are you finding that people are getting, well, let me not be presumptuous here. I, again, with my, my reading the book, again, keeping in mind I don't have children of my own, but being around children, I thought to myself that this book really is, as I mentioned earlier, even though we see a child on the cover, it really is about us. It really is about what our expectations are, how we are perceiving what the child is doing, and maybe, maybe writing a story, Dr. Broughton, that is not true based on their actions, instead of actually having the conversation. Is that kind of what you hope happens, that we actually stop just trying to assume and really having those conversations like you're talking about? Absolutely. And in the book, at the end of every chapter, to, to get at exactly what you're talking about, is I, I put at the end of the chapter what to think about what to talk about and what to do and the part that's what to think about is really what the parents should think about so when we're talking about those expectations it's all about what were your expectations as a parent for your child when we're talking in the chapter that you mentioned about pleasure 
the questions about what to think about are directed to the parents. You know, what kind of things do you like to do? What kind of, how much pleasure is in your life? What kinds of um, roadmap are you giving to your child in terms of these sorts of concepts? And so, and even reflecting on their own life, you know, what sort of messages were you given as a child that you are not now passing along to your, your child? So I think these are, it's definitely, we've got to reflect a lot because we're in the situation, not just because of parents, but because we live in a world that's changed a lot and that has a lot of problems too. And, and kids are stressed out about big problems in this world too. And so we've got to find ways of helping them manage that, but also taking some responsibility for some of these big topics as well. Yeah. I want to talk about Teddy for a moment, if you don't mention. And for our audience, we meet Teddy in the book, especially we get to know his story in the chapter, Dr. Brighton set, set Goals. And I, I love this this one powerful thing that really stood out to me, and it really shows, I think, you know, why you have been able to achieve what you've been able to do and being able to connect not only with, with children but also with adults too. And you talk about asking Teddy, you know, what, what is it that he wants? You know, if I thought you had the power yeah. to have one wish, what would you want? And he said, I just want to feel better. And there you were just really mm-hmm. kind of connecting with him, trying to get him to be, be, be open. And even the parents were, were surprised that you talk about Talk to us about that. What has that personal satisfaction been like for you to know that you're opening up that door for not only the child to feel heard and seen, but also for parents to see the importance of that? Oh, it's such a wonderful feeling when this happens. And I think it is just that simple of opening a door with, with asking the question of, you know, if I had the power to give, you know, as I think I said to Teddy, if I had the power to give you one wish, what would you wish for right now? I just want to feel better. Well, that's a great start. And parents sometimes can hear that and say, well, well of course you do. But, you know, you still didn't get your homework done. Well, that's not the way to use that information. And I think that's one way to sort of like when a child says something like that, it's, a, it's, it's an opening that can lead to a lot of things. And then it's my job as a psychologist or those of us who work with kids to then say, well, what does it mean when you say you want to feel better? Well, I'm anxious. I'm depressed. And then, all right, well, where's the anxiety coming from? Where's the depression coming from? Well, I'm never going to get caught up with all my homework this semester. Or, I mean, it could be many different things, but you just keep whittling that down to where is that coming from and where can we intervene? And, you know, the the problem with low self-esteem is feeling like you can't change anything. And depression is also about hopelessness, which means that, I can't see a way out. So if we could help kids figure that out, okay, what's the feeling that's underlying it, and what are the little parts of this that we can change that makes big changes in their motivation and also in their symptoms of feeling helpless, hopeless, and and perhaps even depressed. Yeah, such a great thing. It's such a great conversation, Dr. Broughton. So glad to have you on. Again, everyone, Dr. Ellen Broughton has been our guest. The new book is called Bright Kids Who Couldn't Care Less, How to Rekindle Your Child's Motivation. Definitely a book of action, but also actionable steps and tips that can be able to help um, for those children and guardians out there, as well as, of course, parents, too, and for all to better understand children that we may come in contact with ourselves. I feel like you don't have to be a parent to really be able to read a book like this and see ways that you can be able to help. Dr. Bryden, for yourself, how can our audience stay connected with you? 
Well, my website is ellenbroughtonphd.com. We have more information on our website. And the book is available at your local bookstore, or you can order it from your local bookstore or through any of the um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble kinds of um, websites. All right. Well, Dr. Broad, really appreciate this time with you today. Thank you so much for coming by, and I hope you'll come by again. We'd love to speak with you again. Oh, I would love that. Thank you so much. Hey, more than welcome. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Weston. As always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care. <music>